Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. We continue the Wednesday night Bible study, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, one book at a time. Chapter by chapter, verse by verse, one book at a time. All right? So look at this right here. Um, the Apostle Paul is talking about how, how sin entered the human race through Adam. Um, it, it's interesting. I brought this up last week. It doesn't say through Eve. Okay? We can debate all kinds of stuff, but that doesn't matter. Adam was created first. So God expected some serious stuff out of him, and, and he allowed Eve, his wife, to be deceived. I believe he could have helped with that. I don't know where he was. I don't know if he's standing right there. It seems like it because it says that when she was deceived and took a bite of the fruit, she handed some to Adam, right? And she was the most beautiful thing Adam had ever seen in all creation, so he took a bite. Not making excuses. It's just what happened. Okay, baby, I mean, you say it's good. And women have been handing us food ever since. And thank God the food that they hand us is not causing us to fall from grace, right? My wife has made some really good food um, in recent days and some meals, and I'm like, baby, I just got to do the dishes, man, because that food was worth many dishes. That's uh, cleaning many dishes, you know. So praise God. But look, this is what Scripture says. For the sin of this one man, can you imagine the responsibility? I believe most likely Adam is in heaven. But can you imagine the responsibility of man? Well, you know, hi. You know, he's at an AA meeting or whatever. And he says, hi, I'm Adam. I caused the entire human race to fall from God's grace. Hi, Adam. You know, I, the responsibility is crazy. But I've said it many times. Humans are fallible. We make mistakes. We've, we've fallen, but praise God for the grace of God. So for the sin of this one man, Adam, caused death. What caused death? The sin of this one man. Sin caused death to rule over many. Someone say sin. I'm going to get into some of that this Sunday in a very basic message. I think you should all be here because I've been discussing this with my wife lately. Is People want to ignore sin. They want to say it's not there. Why? This is not my original idea. I got, I got a revelation from a revelation that God gave my wife, and she's been mentioning stuff in Flourish and, and in, uh, in her podcast. But people want, it's like deep down within humans, men and women, we want purity and innocence, but now people want that without the cross. They want it without repentance. That became a revelation to me. My wife is te was telling me that the other day, and I went, oh, man. They don't want to admit their sin. And honey child, there is sin in the human race. Okay? We'll get into more of that this, this Sunday. We'll see what else comes up tonight. But here's the good news. Some will say, but even greater. Uh-huh. But even greater is God's wonderful grace. Greater than sin is God's grace. What is grace again? Does anyone remember? I give the definition all the time. What is grace? I know y'all know this. Yes, ma'am empowerment to do what's right that's my number one definition for it the other definition for it is undeserved favor from god which really the empowerment to do right is undeserved favor from god so those definitions kind of correlate and coincide god's power to do right even greater than sin is god's wonderful grace not just grace wonderful grace and his gift of righteousness 
Did you know apart from God, no matter what you do, how hard you try, you can't be righteous? That's it. You just can't. People are self-righteous. People try to say, they've tried. Here's what's crazy. They've tried to make abortion a righteous cause. Can you imagine the twisting of Scripture? And it, look, I've got to say this again for those tuning into this message. I don't know who you are or where you are beyond the folks that I'm looking into their eyes right now. You may be checking this out on, on YouTube Live or Facebook Live or listening to this on SoundCloud. If you've had an abortion, confess your sin and tell the Lord you're sorry. It's a sin, okay? It's a sin, but there's forgiveness for all kinds of sin. All sin can be forgiven except for the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. That's what Scripture teaches. You don't talk bad about the Holy Spirit. That's it. But everything else can be forgiven. It doesn't, hey, so, do, so we, let's just sin so God can forgive it. Well, we don't want to practice and do sin and commit sin intentionally. But listen, i got to say it again. If you had an abortion, this is for men too. Say, men can't have abortions. Yeah, a lot of men tell lady, their lady, though, to have an abortion. And if that's you, there's forgiveness. You don't have to live in guilt and shame forever. We were watching a video today, my wife and I, and it's amazing. Even those who are trying to speak of abortion as a righteous thing, these ladies, they're heartbroken. Their voice cracks when they talk about it. They're sad because it's not a liberating thing. It's not. Can you? Christ didn't free us to return to bondage. Churches are pre, they're preaching that we are attacking women by not allowing them to kill babies. Here's what's interesting. Science, the same scientists that are promoting abortion, many of them ab actually believe, though, that life begins at conception. Fertilized egg cell. Many of these same scientists say, man, if we can get to Mars and find some bacteria, that's life. Okay, well then, those few cells in the body, even at conception, that's life. And a little, little four-week-old baby with a heartbeat, that's life. Even before the heartbeat, that's life. And babies dream at a certain point in the mother's womb. How can you dream if you've never experienced life? God placed life within them. You know what, you know what Solomon said? He said, God has set eternity in our hearts. How on earth? We have a longing as humans to, to live forever. We have a longing as humans to live forever with Jesus in heaven. We really do. Thank God for God's wonderful grace. Amen? Thank God for God's wonderful grace. Even greater, someone say even greater, is God's wonderful grace and His gift of righteousness for all what? For all who receive it. How do you, how do you receive a gift? Do you guys remember last week? Say thank you. Uh-huh. That's how you receive a gift. That's how you receive a gift. Oh, no, man, I shouldn't. If it's illegal or immoral, that's not a good gift. Don't take it, right? Just, just a word to the wise. You know, here's some drugs. No, that's not a good gift. Don't receive that. But if it's legal and moral and someone's trying to bless you, you take it in the same way. Let's go back a little bit. Let's go back a little bit. Even greater is God's wonderful grace and His gift of righteousness for all what? For all who receive it will live in triumph over sin and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. All who receive it. Receive. Someone say receive. You receive the free gift. You live in triumph over sin and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. Is practicing sin triumphing over it? 
I'm having to make sure my annotated bibliography is in place tonight so I can give credit to whom credit is due. But my wife said this. We've been having lots of discussions about sin and things going on in the world today. And my wife said, so then why did even Jesus even die on the cross if we're going to keep sinning? If we as believers are going to preach the gospel of do live how you want, man, Jesus died so that you can live how you want. That doesn't sound right, does it? And I'm going to prove it to you in the following verses. Yes, Adam's one sin brings condemnation for everyone, but Christ's one act of righteousness brings a right relationship with God. That's what, right, that's what righteousness is. It's a right relationship with God and new what? New life for everyone. Someone say new life. Hmm. Because one person disobeyed God, many became sinners. Sin is disobedience to God's will, His word, His ways. Because one person disobeyed God, many become sinners. But because one other person obeyed God, many will be made righteous. So Jesus obeyed the perfect will of the Father, and many can be made right with God because Jesus came and lived and died in perfect righteousness. Wow. God's law was given so that all people could see how sinful they were. That's why, that's why Scripture is offensive to the world. That's why the cross, get a good look at that cross over there. That's a good visual learning experience. That's a good visual re reminder. People come, they, they, they're confronted with that, and they, they get offended. Oh, I'm offended that you said that. Get offended with God. I'm repeating what he said. I believe for myself. It's my belief, but it's what God says. I'm just lining up my beliefs with what God says. God's law was given so that all people could see how sinful they were. Oh, man. Anybody reading in the Old Testament right now? Anybody in here? Some of you are reading in the Old Testament? There's hope in there. There's always hope in the Word. Always. Because every book in the Bible, you can find Christ in there. It all points to Christ. Every book in the Bible. Even Song of Solomon, Proverbs. There's always pointing toward Christ, even before He was ever born. But I'm going to tell you right now, there are some places in the Old Testament... You're reading it thinking, man, these people need a Savior. They're acting like the devil. And man, all these laws. Oh my gosh, all this stuff to get to God. And they're still struggling. The Apostle said, Paul says in another place that it just, he says it here, point out how sinful you are. But he says in another place how, man, it's like it just points out sin and it shows you you can't get to God, really. That's my paraphrase. Say, man, try as you might, you can't fulfill all the law without Christ. If the law makes you righteous, man, it feels unattainable. Why did the Lord inspire by His Holy Spirit to have the Old Testament written? Because it all pointed toward Christ. Everything God does is by the rules He set up. Can you imagine a God, the God of the universe, who says, I'm going to set up a way that we can relate to each other, and that is through a covenant. And He actually follows His own rules. Man, I've been to play basketball in people's backyard growing up or play on their home court. These are humans now, obviously. They were humans, not aliens I was playing basketball with. And they weren't God, and they weren't angels from heaven. They're humans. And, man, the, I've seen the rules that they made for their benefit change during the game. I've seen that growing up. And you know what they resort to? Kids will go, well, it's my basketball court. They're my toys. I'm like, the rules are changing. Can you imagine the God of the universe who's so righteous and so holy says, I'm going to give you a system, a way 
to meet me. I'm going to meet you in the middle, in the midst of my covenant. I'm going to keep my word. I will not fail you. This is how I will relate to you. I'm a God of covenant. I'm a God of agreement. It's a serious, solemn, lifelong, eternity-long covenant. He made that with Abraham. Can you imagine? He contacted Abraham, spoke to him, and says, leave your folks, leave your people. I'm going to make you a great nation. And I'm going to deal with you through covenant. Part of the co- what, it, what, is some of the cov- what is some of the covenant? Giving. Tithe and offering is part of the covenant. What else? Obeying God's rules and law. Mm-hmm. Loving God is part of the covenant. Treating others right. So loving God and loving others. That's actually always been God's plan, is to love him and have a good relationship with him and to love others and treat them well. Treat people with respect and honor and love. But in doing that, we cannot ignore that sinners need a Savior. God's law was given so that all people could see how sinful they were. We can't just be sin-minded, be sin-minded, be sin-minded, but I'm sorry, people of God, we can't just ignore it either. It's wrong. It's wrong. And if I love people, I'm going to tell them the truth. But as people sinned more and more, God's wonderful grace became what? More abundant. So just as sin ruled over all people and brought them to death, now God's wonderful grace rules instead. Instead of sin, now we have God's grace ruling. We're in an age of grace right now. All the way up into, man, the book of Revelation where God's judgment comes. And even in the midst of God's judgment, how many of you know that people can still be saved if they call upon the name of the Lord? And that's what judgment is for. Now God's wonderful grace rules instead, giving us right standing, which is righteousness, right standing with God, and what? Resulting in eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let's go to the next verse. Oh man, we may have to hang on here for a while. Well then, should we keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more of His wonderful grace? So, oh man, Where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. Where there was sin, man, God's grace is abundant. So I need to just keep on practicing sin so God can show me more and more of his wonderful grace. That sounds like you're taking advantage of his love, and he is not a fool. Let's let's go on to the next verse. Of course not. Since we have died to sin, how can we continue to live in it? Are you guys catching this? It's always popular. Well, almost always. Let's not say always. Let's go back to 6.1. It's almost always popular to quote the message of Jesus as just one of love only. But Scripture says he is the, he is the righteous judge. Jesus, Jesus has been sent to judge sin and to provide a way out. Well, then should we keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more of his wonderful grace? Mm, no way. Of course not. Since we have died to sin... How can we continue to live in it? Let's hesitate there. So scripture talks about not being a slave to sin. It talks, talks about not continuing to practice sin. Sin talk, uh, Scripture talks about, and I mentioned this in the prayer before we got in the Word tonight, 1 John chapter 1, an epistle, a letter. That's all that is, a letter written to the believers. It says, if you confess your sin, if we confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness, that is not a letter to sinners. 
even as believers, we're not just going to keep living to sin. Or what was the sacrifice of Jesus? What was his blood for? Right? So let me read verse 1 again. There's this good repetition here. Many of you are like, oh, Pastor Matt, you already said that. I know, and maybe it's going to stick this time for me, you, and those listening. Well then, should we keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more of his wonderful grace? Mm, of course not. Since we have died to sin, how can we continue to live in it? Since we have died to sin, how can we continue to live in it? Or have you forgotten that when we were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism, one of the great symbols of baptism, we joined him in his death. All right? The old person, the sim symbol of the old person being buried and raised up to new life in Christ through what? Through the water of the word. The wor water of the word is a symbol of Jesus. He is the Word. He is the Word made flesh. So when you're buried, you're baptized. Oh, man, you come through that water, the washing of the water of the Word, and you have taken part in the death of Jesus, and you're raised to new life. Or have you forgotten that when we were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism, we joined Him in His death? Let's keep going. For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. That's good news. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. That's why y'all are here tonight. That's why y'all are tuning into this, live stream or by other means. Anyone with any sense wants a new life because you know on your own you're not good enough to have your good deeds outweigh your bad deeds. And they, even, they I remember they started teaching that in cartoons probably 50, 60 years ago, probably before I was born. I remember, I remember cartoons, and it was, it was teaching kids already. It said, you get to heaven, and it's good deeds or bad deeds. Man, oh, your good deeds outweigh your bad deeds. That, that sounds great, but it's foolish. To the human mind, say, wow, that, that must be it. No, uh-uh. What if you make a mistake? You said, man, oh, my gosh, I had one more bad deed than I had good deeds. Okay, you're going to hell. Can you imagine? You had eight billion and one bad deeds and eight billion even good deeds so you lost by one you got to go to hell now forever oh thank god for the grace of jesus thank god that jesus came to save us let's read that verse again for we died and were buried with christ by baptism you died what does that mean you died to sin you died to your old way of living you died to your old way of thinking and just as christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the father now we also may live new lives let's move on since we have been united with him in his death. Oh, praise God. This is good news. We've been united with him in his death. Say, well, what's that for? Is that it? It's just death? Oh, no. We will also be raised to life as he was. Let me read that again. Since we have been united with him in his death, we will also be raised to life as he was. Somebody say, that's good news. You ever heard that saying? You keep that under your hat, partner. You ever heard that saying? Some of you are like, no. I got, I got some Texas Southern on my mom's side of the family. That means keep, you keep that a secret, you know. No, uh -uh. don't keep it under your hat, partner. Share it. Share your faith. People go, man, why are you different? Why aren't you worried? Why aren't you stressed and anxious? Why, why is there a light around you? People will ask you, why are you different? Uh, we know that our old sinful selves, here's why you're different. Our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. Mm. If sin has lost its power in your life, that means you're not a slave to sin anymore, right? By faith in Jesus. We know that our old sinful selves 
were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin. Don't you like the clear language of that? No longer slaves to sin. Let's stop right there. For when we died, I, that, we'll stop there. I, that's good. That's good. Go to verse 7. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I need to be clearer in my communication. For when we died with Christ, we were set free. I love this. I've got to read it all again. We were set free from the power of sin. Sin no longer has power over you. You've triumphed over sin. Let's go back to verse 6 there. We know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. So that sin may lose its power. We are no longer slaves to sin. And what else? For when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. Sin may lose its power, so that sin may lose its power in our lives, all right? Let's go to verse 6 again. i got to say that again. We're no longer slaves to sin. I want you to see that. Look at it. You're no longer a slave to sin. You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus now. Jesus has been made unto you wisdom and righteousness. You know how to please God all because of Jesus. We're no longer slaves to sin. And then verse 7. For when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. That means you don't have to fear death anymore either. If Jesus does not return in your lifetime, you live to an old, a ripe old age, you're going to pass away and cross over. You're going to be promoted to heaven. When we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. Any questions in this house tonight? I know there's probably not. You can ask me after church for a limited time only. When we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. Of sin. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes tonight. As we close out this study of God's Word. Most likely this is more for folks listening and tuning into this message elsewhere. Whether it's on the live stream or another type of recording. Is there anyone in the house that says, man, I've never accepted Jesus, nor have I made him the Lord of my life? I've never done it, Pastor Matt. I've never done it. In God's presence tonight, I say that I've never accepted Jesus. Is that you in this house? If not, let's prepare our hearts and pray this prayer so that those listening can repeat this prayer. Say, Heavenly Father, say, apart from you, I'm a sinner. Say, I need Jesus. Say, I confess and believe that Jesus is my Savior and He rose from the dead. Lord, please forgive me. Thank you for forgiving me. I receive your gift of salvation and forgiveness. Come to live in my heart. In Jesus' name.